Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Olivier D. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast where we acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to engage with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness along their individual journeys. Our hope is to inspire you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. One thing about success that we can all surely agree on is that despite the fact that you can go at it alone, it sure helps if you can rely on someone with the knowledge and experience to guide you and make your journey a bit smoother along the way. As my next guest will tell you, this is especially relevant in the realm of professional sports where so many of our youths too often find themselves blindsided by the allure of fame and glory without factoring in some other aspects that come into play, such as character and accountability. Coach Raymond Jonok Tanye has a comprehensive and unique personal as well as professional background. From being an elite Canadian student-athlete who earned a full athletic scholarship to attend the University of Northern Colorado and play NCAA Division I football, he knows firsthand how the power of sports can influence a person's life when approached with the right plan, structure, and mindset. A captivating public speaker, student-athlete, mentor, coach, and strength and conditioning specialist certified through the National Strength and Conditioning Association, Coach Ray is the founder and managing director of the XC10 Sports and Leadership Center, where his 20-plus years of experience in a competitive sports environment as a student athlete, coach, and mentor have proven as quite essential tools in both understanding as well as catering to the goals, perspectives, and reality of student-athletes and their parents alike. On this episode, Coach Ray shares his insights on navigating the delicate balance between ego and humility his unshakable commitment to his student-athletes, recognizing the importance of academics just as much as athletics, accountability both on and off the field, the importance of making your bed, and so much more. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 141 with Coach Ray Tanye. Here we go. Coach Ray, I just want to take two seconds just to, you know, extend uh, my gratitude, respect, and, of course, to celebrate you. Why? Because I believe through all the content that you're, that you're pushing out, through all the wonderful messages, through your, you know, chosen mission, you know, to empower not just our youth, but the community and all those that you choose to connect with. And I think there's a greater purpose behind the mission that you do, not just in helping student athletes, like, you know, do better and greater things, uh, not just on their athletic journey, but also their, their lives. But I think that comes from a very heartfelt place. And even though this is our first time connecting, even though we do a lot of exchanges over the Instagrams of the world, yeah. and it's for me, it's something that comes from a very deep, sincere place. And when I see someone aiming at their mission and their personal truth, you know, on their journey in such a very sincere and authentic way, for me, it humbles me, which is why I'm telling you that for all the gratitude and all the people that you touch on every day in every way, online or off, you know, through your student athletes. And I swear, were it not for COVID, I would be down at XC10 coming to get my baptism, you know, from my <laughs> training. But it's going to happen. I declare it into the universe. But for the time being, with all gratitude and honesty, it's a pleasure, an honor, and a thrill to welcome you on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. And likewise, likewise. My oh, man. Um, you know what? Something that you push out a lot and, you know, so a really cool video you put out not too long ago regarding the second wave and the closing and everything. And it was some, the five P's of leadership yeah. and how to basically just deal with this uncertainty. And you've been very vocal about it. You know, you've been talking about 
let's not panic. Let's not just dive into the negativity and toxicity because it's a, it's a natural process, I guess. Uh, it's a natural element of fear and uncertainty. But I was really curious because it really touched me. And really, why did you feel the need to actually put that out? Not just for the student athletes out there, but also, like you said, for everybody who needed to hear it. Why was it so important for you to get that very sincere message of truth and empowerment out there? Why, why did it matter so much to you? For sure, because in the end, uh, obviously, we're going through uh, some challenging times for a lot of people. I get that. Okay, but really what everything comes down to is knowing yourself and understanding what you're trying to accomplish in life, understanding your purpose. A lot of people are panicking right now because they're not seeing things for what they are. Again, I don't want to diminish what's going on right now because, again, uh, it's it's a global pandemic. I get it. But we cannot waste a good crisis, you know? We've looked at this through history. Uh, I find the first reaction when you, you're not grounded in your beliefs and grounded in who you are is that it's easy to panic. It's easy to panic because you're in a reactive state, right? Mm -hmm. But the best thing you can do is pause for a second, is not only listen to yourself, but start talking to yourself, you know, because we have this chatter in our minds that tell us a lot of things sometimes that aren't true. Uh, when we take the time to step back and really figure out who we are, what do we want, who do we want to give value to, what's important to us, then things start to get clearer and clearer. And clarity is the most powerful thing that anyone can have. We always focus on the how. Right now, the situation is difficult for some people, and they're trying to find ways to get out of it, right? But what they don't understand is that clarity, in my mind, is 70 to 80% stronger than just knowing how, right? So once you're clear about what you want, then after that, you can pivot. By pivoting, it's just taking you where you're at right now and going in the right direction. Uh, so my first P, as I said, is panic. Second one is pause. Third one is pivot. Once you've pivoted, you got to persist. I believe that if you're uh, committed enough, if you work up enough, if you have the right habits and you persist long enough, then eventually you prevail. So it's not only for student athletes, but it's in life in general. It translates to anything that we do uh, to anybody. And uh, I find it so important to really just focus on right now to understand that there's always opportunities, there's always a brighter day, there's always a, a good things to be done. So we can't focus on the negative. We got to pause for a second and get back to figuring out who we are and understand how powerful we are. There you go. There you go. Because you touched on so many things. You talked about the fact that we have a responsibility towards ourselves because we can't control this pandemic. Nobody asked for a pandemic. But as you know, you put it so well, you know what? you can't lose sight of what you have in our power, what we have, the power we have within us to decide, to pivot, to change, to persist. Because again, we can't just snap a finger and then expect the situation to change tomorrow, you know? And there's so much, you know, truth in what you just said. And you know what? It really resonates with a lot of stuff that you always say, you know, whether all your posts on Instagram or the videos that you share and the words again, because you come from a very, what I get a lot from all the trainings and all the, the little clips that you share is the fact that you're very disciplined. You have a very clear cut set mindset that I believe comes from discipline. And it really harkens back to a little video you shared, like, you know, a couple of months ago, but that was really, really far. But we even exchanged about it, but we even laughed about it. How important is it 
in the morning to make your bed? <laughs> it's uh, super important, right? The little things matter. Uh, the little things, it's cliche, but there aren't so little. I can see a direct correlation every day. When I don't do the little things, for some reason, I feel lost. You know, I'm not as productive. Um, I'm not doing the things I know I can do. And when I look back, it all comes down to the little things. Uh, obviously, you have your vision. You have what's important to you. But the little things, your habits, discipline, it's the vehicle to get you to where you want to go and to ultimately unlock your full potential, uh, which is why making your bed is that first positive thing you can do in the morning, uh, accomplishing something. Another thing that I got from a former um, football coach that I got, mm -hmm. uh, he always told me, uh, when you wake up, try to jump out of bed, you know, uh, literally, you know, you, you literally. hop out of bed. Yeah, hop out of bed. So the way he was saying that is because it's an attitude that you bring to your day. You, you start each day with enthusiasm, you know, whether it's raining, whether it's snowing, uh, you know, it doesn't affect you. You're, you're happy about this day and this opportunities. How do, how much does, this is a very rhetorical question, but you know this better than I do. And here's, here's, here's uh, why I want to ask this question. Not, not as far as last weekend. I was just, um, cause sometimes my son's four. You know, sometimes you have to learn to take a step back and see how they approach, you know, a problem. Yeah. And we're just trying to build some Legos, right? Like the plan is in front of him, but he's just trying to play for it. And I just want to see how he's going to react. And he's in that age where he wants the attention. So he's going to just going to fall off and break. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. And I'm, transposing that to what I'm sure you go through on a regular basis with your students. And I'm like, how hard must it be? Here I am dealing with a four-year-old. When you're dealing with teenagers who think they have it all figured out, who think it's going to be easy, who want that dream, but how do you, <laughs> how do you approach that? Because again, they can choose to just like pull a fast one on you and say, oh, you know, coach, I, I can't pull it off. How, how do you keep that positivity going? For sure. Um, the reason why I keep it going is because I was done, you know? And when I take time to pause, I realized that at some point, someone believed in me when I wasn't ready to necessarily believe in myself and see all the potential in myself. So because I was them, and ultimately they have tools, they have an environment that I didn't necessarily have. I expect them to be better than us because I know they can be. It's all about, you know, being persistent enough, hugging them when they need to, uh, pushing them when they need to, but always being there and always believing in them. They respond to that and, you know, they know it comes from the right place. So uh, ultimately, this is why I'm so invested with my student athletes is because some way, somehow, I know I was them. How did you know that? football was something you wanted to you know just launch your heart out and like you know throw that dare into the universe to see what you know what this is what i want because again you know you could be so, so everybody has a dream but how did you know because again a lot of people just are dealing with the uncertainty like yeah you know i can run a fast one like you know I'm, he's a good athlete he's a good athlete how do we know the ones that step out from the pack how did you know that's what you wanted to go for oh for sure well um obviously through the first wave, uh, I had to close down, like most gyms, right? And uh, while people were panicking, I decided to take this time to take a step back and really think. 
And um, then I started asking student athletes and parents and just people in general, what do you guys need? Like, what can I do to help you guys? What can I do to have impact right now? And what came back is that they not only see me as a coach, but they really see me as a mentor more than anything else. All right. So then I asked myself, if my values are all about mentorship, why aren't I doing more mentoring on a day-to-day? Like, is just helping them be a better athlete really helping them? So I, I literally asked myself this question, which is why I decided to go all in. I was like, you know, people need me to be a mentor. I'm going to be a mentor, 100%, okay? I find that um, every situation is different. I went through the football system. I grew up here in Montreal. Mm -hmm. I started playing football fairly late. I was a good athlete, but I had no idea what I was actually uh, doing, right? Mm -hmm. My younger brother and I had the opportunity to get full scholarships, go to the U.S., but we lost so many opportunities because we just didn't understand the process and we had nobody or not enough people, let's say, to truly mentor us Mm -hmm. on the process. Everything that's not physical, And everything that's not physical is so important, right? And then as I talk to people, I understand that 16, 17, 18 years later, what I didn't know, they still don't know, right? And there's still not enough. Yeah, they they still don't know enough, you know? And uh, the system, everything is just built in a way that, you know, it's difficult for people to truly go all in and uh, be there for these kids on and off the field. So uh, this is my mindset, and I truly believe that we have so much potential out here in Montreal or in Quebec as a whole. It's just about structure and guidance. It's not about doing things out of the ordinary. It's just if you instill a certain mindset in a kid at a certain age and you push him to take full ownership and full responsibility of his own journey – and you walk with him all along, but you still push him, It be, growth becomes exponential, right? And that's really my mindset. It's just showing up every day, following a certain structure, and then next thing you know, you're somebody new, you know, that you didn't expect that you could be. So I, I believe that so many kids have the potential to go to the next level here. Uh, and going, having gone through the process myself, um, this is why I find that I want to focus more on football. I don't know if it answered your question. Oh, totally. Exactly, totally, my friend. Wow. But that's I'm kind of so why much. I do what I do. That's kind of why I do what I do uh, mostly because uh, just to kind of get back at it, uh, my my father was a, an Olympic coach in uh, Greco-Roman wrestling. Mm-hmm. So sports was always very uh, big in our family, right? But – just like many people, let's say in our communities, you know, I'm African, I know you're Asian, mm-hmm. or just in general, uh, education is really important. So Always. my parents didn't really necessarily care that we were good at sports. They wanted us to get an education. What people don't necessarily get is that if you focus, if you have talent and you do everything that you're supposed to do off the field, this can possibly pay your education and help you go a lot further in your education and open up new doors. But everything off the field, in my opinion, is probably like 80%. The physical development is 20%. This just, we approach it the, the, the other way around here for some reason. 
So the individual has more to invest voice has a has a bigger impact on basically the athlete's journey. So you need to focus on the individual as much, if not more, than just the athlete. For sure, because what the athletes don't always understand also, and obviously we talk football, so a lot of them, their dream is to go Division one football in the NCAA in the United States. What they don't understand is that you could be as talented as you want, but we talked about habits, right? Well, once you're out there, they expect you to be up at 4, 4.30 in the morning. You know, you're training, you're going to school, you're competing. This takes more than talent, right? This takes more than talent. There's competition. There's a lot of things at stake. So it, it, it's not just about being talented. You have to be the person that's able uh, to live in such an environment and you can grow so much uh, from it. Uh, ultimately, um, I found out through the years that I thought I loved football, but now I know that it's not necessarily football that I love. That's something that I talked about earlier too, but like it's everything that football helped me figure out about myself. I had to push out of my comfort zone. I had to learn how to lead. I had to do different things to find out, wow, okay, this is who I know I can be. And I guess football was a vehicle for me to do that. So Ultimately, I use strength and conditioning, football, mentorship to really help these kids figure out their power and what they can do. I, I was curious about one thing. When you actually went to the NCAA on your scholarship, you know, because um, I was listening to um, another podcast with Ann Foster, who actually went pro. And he was always yeah. asking a question about when you're in your high school or your college whatsoever, and you're the dominant one, and then you get selected to actually go among those elite ego plays a huge could either be your crutch or your vehicle or your fuel how do you deal when you're surrounded by alphas and how do you navigate around that because i'm guessing that's also part of the the things that they don't teach you when you know you get that that uh you know get uh, get that that big break if you will did you ever have to deal with that for sure and uh character is so important again as i said because getting an offer ultimately uh it doesn't mean anything. What it does is that it gives you uh, one foot in the door. You still have to produce once you get there, right? Uh, what I tell these kids is that a scholarship is not for a year. It's renewable every year, right? Understand that they're recruiting every year to replace you. And that's just Ooh. the truth, right? It's just the truth, but that's life also, right? So it's not even a, a bad thing, but we're talking about a business uh, you love your sport, whether it's football, basketball, it does not matter what sport it is, right? Use this sport and don't let this sport use you. A lot of time it's the other way around, you know? People identify themselves strictly as an athlete and they forget everything else that they are. And they think that they've been given something and they've arrived. But ultimately we learn in life, you know, as I know, and I know a lot of people are finding out that you never arrive. It's continual, you know, improvement, right? And uh, ultimately, this is what I try to teach them as young as possible. And I put them in situations uh, so that they develop humility. And by humility, you can be extremely confident and humble. You know, being humble is understanding that, like, I have not reached my potential. I might never reach it. 
but I can do things to bring me as close as possible to it. And the opportunities in front of me, I want to make the most of them. My God, you're dropping so many gems. You already got me just taking notes, man. Wow, really? Thank you. Wow, I could just I, I really mean it. So it got me so energized. Um, from one parent to another, because this one comes from a personal place. The fact yeah. that I, again, like you said, I'm from Haiti, and we were raised very traditional. My father, like you know, didn't go cut around corners. You know, again, we weren't we weren't you know well off, we weren't poor, but you know, so we, there were good days, there were bad days. You know that we had hard times. So you know, all this to say that we had to deal with you know difficult circumstances. I certainly did as the first male of my siblings. You know, so you take on a lot of responsibility. Right now, we've been fortunate with you know with life's blessings to again our children are growing up in Canada, and again with this new generation, every generation, parents wise, we always want our children not to have to deal with, you know, the, the lacks or uncertainties that we had to. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's a double edged sword, because I don't want to use the word lazy, but sometimes mm-hmm. they have it too easy. And I'm wondering if that's something you have to go through with your roster sometimes again, like, you know, because this generation, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, you have to deal with the expectation that everything is going to be handed down to you. And I'm wondering that what kind of discourse you have, you know, with uh, with your athletes sometimes that might be, you know, be, you know, a little bit too hesitant to actually put in the work, because I know you're very big about that, you know, just put in the work. Yeah. And that's a very good question, by the way. And it's something that uh, continually day by day, I, I try to get better at this. Uh, I truly believe that this generation, uh, in my opinion, can be the, the greatest generation uh, so far. But they are a product of their environment uh, a lot of the time. So I totally understand that uh, they don't necessarily deal with the same things we have to deal with. Uh, They're exposed to so much more information uh, we didn't have. But what I find, okay, is that once you set a certain standard, especially if you're talking about teenagers, they're at a place where they know um, they start to have an idea of who they want to be, but they're an unfinished product. So ultimately, as much as they show that they're confident, they need someone uh, to guide them, ultimately to show them the way. So if you care and if you hug them, as I said before, but you set a certain standard that certain things are just simply not going to slide, mm-hmm. I find they could totally commit to that they buy in and ultimately from one generation to the other, we have a lot of similarities. People want to develop their full potential. They want to be happy. They want to go as far as they can go, be all that they can be. You know, they just don't necessarily know the way. So uh, this is my opinion of it with my group. uh, As I said, it's all about culture for me. Right. So Maybe certain things happen elsewhere. For us, there are things we don't do. Like I I tell them, like we go to sleep at 1030. If you're going to be up at 530, train before school, then you need to turn your your cell phone off. So these are things that like I require of them. And they also understand that what we do is not for everyone, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, So if they want to be a part of it and they do, and they want to be all that they can be, uh, they, they do it. And I respect them for them. I love them for them. I'm so impressed. I'm telling you, we have kids as young as like 12 years old, 13 years old, wow. waking up at like five thirty. It's, it's, it's crazy. 
But again, as I talk to other people, they're asking me, how are you getting these kids to do this at such a young age? It's just because we have been setting a certain culture and a certain standard for a while now that they understand this is how we operate. And this is what it's going to take for you to be all you can be. Remember, uh, one main thing I tell them is that your goals aren't somebody else's goals, right? So understand that you're different from other people, but that requires something out of you, all right? So you have choices, but if you ultimately want to be everything that you can do, be, it's going to require certain things and you can either commit to them or not. I cannot force you, but whoever is ready to commit to them they can know that I'm out there 100% for them and I'll do everything I can. Yes, yes. Also, because you also mentioned uh, the importance of having the right circle and the right people around you. And of course, at such a young age, especially as teenagers, it's important also to know that we have the backing of, you know, our nurturers, our caretakers, calling our parents. And I'm wondering what kind of dialogue you have with the parents in regards to, of course, bringing them on. Because again, it's not them working out. It's not, but they're the ones who wake the kids up. They bring the kids in, you know, um, again, I'm wondering, you know, how important is it for us as parents to also show that support, to show that involvement, to show we're also there for them? Because, again, I know I see this through my own kids. It's imp- what they get from us matters crucially, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's so it's so important. And um, the thing that also uh, gave me the green light to launch this program and to really go all in with it is that as I was talking to different parents, and understanding, you know, what ultimately they want and what their kids ultimately want. I actually interviewed my own parents and I asked them, when I was 14, 15, what's the most important thing that you wanted for for us, for my brothers and I? What was the main barriers you were dealing with? And ultimately what comes back, and most parents, they feel the same way out of the, all the parents of the student athletes that I, that I train and that I'm with. They tell me they ultimately want their children to be all that they can be, you know, to be happy, to be confident, to do something worthwhile, to fulfill their full potential. So this is the type of dialogue and the type of relationship I have with parents where it's not about um, what I find is cool any, anymore is I'm actually adapting to what I know their kids need and what ultimately the parents really want for their kids out of this life experience, sports experience. And this is what the program is built around. So with this, we have a certain trust that they understand I'm all about building these young uh, teenagers as productive adults who will be leaders. This is something we talk about all the time. I'm a father myself. As I talked to my parents, I understood what they were dealing with too. So I really have a pulse on what parents ultimately uh, want. You know, so sports is a vehicle. It's always going to be, you know, uh, these kids are, are precious. And um, we're trying to do everything we can for them. That's amazing. 
That's amazing because, you know, you know that your kids are the most important thing for you and you just want them to see to their full potential and something that if we can work, you know, together with the coach, with the environment, with the club, with the team and everything and just make sure that everything, ev- everything is set in stone so we can actually walk the same journey together in their best interest. Um, but I'm really curious about this and we're not going to shy away from them because things happen. And unfortunately, sometimes you can say, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. And then down the road, again, you're the professional, you're the coach. I'm sure you've dealt with this in and out. Sometimes you realize that maybe this is too much what I bargained for. Maybe mm-hmm. this is not something, you know, I wanted, I didn't want it as bad as I, as I thought I did, you know? I'm, I've dealt with that myself just growing up in high school. You know, I started basketball because, again, I'm 6'4", but I thought I should go for basketball. And then, like, you know, one or two, like, you know, two semesters in, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to back down. I basically, you know, transitioned to volleyball. But sometimes you don't want to disappoint the coach. You don't want to disappoint your parents. And you don't know how to have that exchange. And I'm wondering what that looks like, not just from your perspective as a coach or from your athletes when they do have the courage to come up to you and admit, you know what, coach? Maybe this is my stop. What does that look like? You know what? That's a, another very good question. Uh, also, what that looks like for me in the end is all about uh, setting the right expectations and letting them understand that for me, it's never about performance. It never, it never is, really. It's about character. It's about effort. It's about showing up. It's about uh, being transparent because being transparent, being authentic as you said before, uh, this is strength for me. So this is how I coach them. This is the type of relationship I expect out of them. You know, so obviously it takes time uh, for them to be, let's say, comfortable to open up. But uh, I made the decision where I don't coach anybody else other than those student athletes, right? So they understand whether it's school, whether it's life, they they can reach out to me uh, as much as possible. So we have that kind of relationship. But as for when everything gets maybe too tough, that's another thing also uh, that was difficult for me, to be honest with you, is that I always have a heart that just wants to help people, as much people as possible, right? But I also understand that now I'm at a place where um, I'm really about having an impact uh, more than anything. And for that, I, ca- I cannot dilute myself either. I need to know myself. I'm a family man. There are things I want to do. I want to be involved with these kids that I have. So I take a small, very small number of kids and everything is very clear before they even get into the program. Not everyone can get into this program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to figure out, you know, what they're actually made of, where is their mindset at, you know? And then I tell them if they're the right fit to be in it because they're around other kids who are totally, totally committed. And since culture is so important for me, I understand that, you know, it's playing the long game, you know, it's playing the long game and being very honest uh, with people. But you're right, it's a difficult uh, conversation to have, especially at that age. In the end, it's just um, never judging anybody by performance, but just judging them by their character, and that's their standard. And if they show up every day and work hard and be all that they can be, uh, they can go to sleep at night uh, happy about themselves, and they can know I'm happy about them also. That is epic. 
Talking about the interview process, because I know it's a very selective program, so you've basically been fine-tuned enough around your radar to know who people who are really about it and people who are all talk. What are some of the telltale signs? How can you tell a candidate who's like, hmm, no, nah, so this is not going to work out? You know, so How can you tell the ones who are just telling you what you want to hear versus the ones who really, really want it? For sure. Well, uh, one of the questions I always ask uh, anybody, all my friends know this question, all my student athletes know this question, I ask them, who are you? You know, just who are you oh, wow. as a person before anything else? And you'll be surprised how many people don't necessarily have an answer to that. I understand that a lot of adults don't even have an answer to that. So wow. at that age, I'm just very interested to see what actually comes out when they think about who they are, okay? Uh, from that question, I asked them, what do you want? You know, just honestly. And uh, then they tell me what they want, and then I try to figure out why is it exactly that they want that? You okay. Know? Why is it exactly? And then I understand maybe their motives. And again, it, it, everyone's at a different place in their journey. If they're ready to embark on this journey, I'll tell them. If they're not, I'll be available for them. I'm still here. I can give advice, but I know they're not necessarily ready right now. Mm -hmm. You know, so I understand we have to help them gain more clarity, but just by knowing what they're ready to do, how much of a fire they have in their chest uh, to do what they want to do to get to where they want to go. It gives me an idea that, okay, what I'm going to require of them they're ready for it. If they're not ready for it, I'm just being very honest. And I, I tell them uh, it, it, it's going to be difficult for them, for sure, because it's demanding what we ask of them, for sure. For sure. That's, that was a lead up to this one, because basically you opened up the door. Aren't you setting yourself up for people for people who are going to criticize you by saying, like, how do you expect a 15-year-old to know what they, who they are? Like, really? Like, <laughs> it's, it's too philosophical. Why is this? Was, woo, I just want my kids to be trained. But there's a lot behind that, isn't there? There you go. It's not, it's not just about that. To be honest, as I said, again, I don't see myself as a coach. Uh, I understand now that they see me as a mentor, right? So I decided to take on that role Mm -hmm. uh, full on, but to be mentored, you need to be at a place where you're, you're ready uh, to be mentored. You're ready to lead. Also, you're ready to do different things. Uh, That takes a lot, you know, that takes a lot because Ultimately, I want them to be all that they can be, okay? But if I want that, I cannot require any less of them. I cannot require any less of them. I'm going to push them to help them gain clarity. And then from that clarity, they can, I can provide direction. And from that direction, then they can progress. And God knows what they can become from there. But before anything else, they need to have some type of hunger, some type of uh, maturity, some type of uh, something that just tells me that, okay, they're, they really want this. They're really ready for it. They have to make up for it because, again, I keep telling people also, it's not everybody that gets to play uh, professional football mm-hmm. or that gets to play Division One football. There's a reason for that, and that's okay. That's totally okay, you know? Everyone is meant for something different. But the dreams that they tell me that they have, okay, I know what it requires for them to reach them. And 
I'd rather be very honest with them from the jump that obviously you need to be a kid. You know, we're not asking you to be somebody else. You need to be a kid, but there are certain things that you're going to have to do that some of your friends don't even think about doing, but you need to assume that and, and be okay with that. There you go. Discipline and sacrifice will, yeah. will reap success. Yeah. I'm going to pivot a little bit because this is also something you like to talk about. You've basically been very open about the fact that leaders, being a leader is very important to you and you want to basically instill that into your athletes. And there's this quote that just came up because you shared that as well about the fact that leaders are readers and you're very big about reading. What, 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 what role do, do books play, uh, play in your life? You know, um, books play such a big role. I have this library that I keep keep adding books to it just because I find, you know, we never stop learning. Uh, we never stop growing. Um, we have this potential. Uh, well, what's really important is just to gain different perspective and to always challenge your own. So as I get older, as I get more experience, I start to understand that there are some things that I do and some things that I think about that are not necessarily my own, right? Uh, they've been given to us through different experiences, through different things. Uh, ultimately, you want to be uh, open enough to be able to challenge what you think with new information so you can grow and go even further. Reading does that, you know? Uh, There's such information such wisdom that we can get and uh for me there's different ways to do it but reading is just uh, an amazing thing i try to push it as much as possible i try to have this library at the gym i i I share some books whenever i can but i can even tell you that when i don't read for a certain time i find out that like uh i don't have as much perspective um I'm lost a little bit, you know, so it's that much a part of like my, my routine and my, my makeup. I find reading just helps me uh, with everything. So how do you, cause for someone who's such a go-getter as you are, cause you said yourself, business owner, mentor, coach, every, all this stuff that you've got going on, father, husband, how do you recenter? How do you, what does, uh, uh, what does coach Ray taking time for self-care look like? Yeah, well, reading, that's one. Number two, um, you know what? There are 24 hours in a day for all of us. Uh, I find it's all about knowing yourself first and taking full responsibility. I know that I cannot rely strictly on myself to stay on top of everything because I'm human, Mm -hmm. right? So it's about having the right circle and then being honest and transparent and vulnerable with these people. Tell them about your dreams. Tell them about your, your goals so that they can challenge you on these things, okay? Um, the way I build up my days is that I understand I have a son. I understand I have a wife. I have all of these things. So I don't just wake up early in the morning at 4, 4.30 for fun. I wake up at these hours because this is me time. You know, this is a time where I can be all by myself, think for myself, um, project what I want to do, learn more about myself. And it gives me that much more energy and allows me to center uh, that much more so I can be more productive, but most importantly, be more present for the people that I want to give value to. 
and uh, to just give value to myself, you know? So uh, maybe if I wanted to do that uh, after I come out of work, then I wouldn't be able to spend as much time with my son or my wife. I, because I take a lot of time by myself to figure out what's important to me. Well, I know spending time with my family is important to me. So I need to devise my days in a ways that I know when I can have me time to feed my soul. And uh, yeah. How, how do we help them? Uh, Cause again, it's nice to, to when you when you have a roster who knows exactly what they want and who have a clear vision. But we're also trying to broaden this conversation for the people out there who might be trudging through muddy waters. And coach, I don't really know, Ray. I don't really know what I want. I don't really know what my passion is. I don't really know what my purpose is. And I'm just like, I'm just going to work and figuring stuff out. I guess you know, inspiration is going to come. How do we help them just take a second and breathe? Because again, I believe that we're so distracted by so many things. We just need to pull the brakes. And sometimes a lot of people need to hear it from people like you with such a clear, clear vision, such a, such a, you know, such clarity. I can't use another word. How do we help them recenter? Just take a second to breathe. How do we help them do that? You, you said it is to pause, you know, uh, I know this word seems so difficult, right? <laughs> it seems so difficult, but honestly, pausing has so much power. You know, uh, let's say, for example, I know a lot of people after 8 p.m. And I'm guilty of that. A lot of the times I start scrolling down my phone. Right? Guilty. There you go. And it does nothing positive for me. But if I put my phone on airplane and I can just take some time for myself to think, you would be surprised how much ideas, how much Clarity just presents itself uh, in your mind, just appears in your life by pausing. We have all the genius and all the tools and all the information that we need. It's already there. We just have to kind of shut out the noise and listen to ourselves. But once we listen to ourselves, the most important thing is to take action and not just any type of action is really taking full responsibility. Ultimately, a lot of people, they know inside what they want if they listen long enough. It's just that maybe they're not ready to fully act on it, right? So taking full responsibility from that, and the more action you take, then the more everything gets even clearer and the direction and the path just creates itself uh, in front of you, but a lot of times it comes from pausing uh, before anything else. So uh, take some time for you, uh, pray, meditate, walk, uh, be on the bike if that's your me time. Me time is so important, you know, me time that's not uh, blocked by any external uh, things that are not serving you, you know, that are not serving you. Be around people that, that feed yourself, listen to great podcasts like this, bringing new thoughts into your mind and then reflect on them, pause on them, ask yourself questions about who you are, you know, who you are, what do you want to do? Who do you want to give value to things like that? It goes a long way. Amazing. 
Amazing, because it's so true, because sometimes people don't understand that you can't give what you don't have. It's something I read, and for some reason, it's been it's been inked in my head for, for my consciousness for so long. You can't give what you don't have. You know, you can't pour from an empty cup, and people need to take care of themselves, especially within these very, very, very difficult times. We have to also remind people that, you know what, you need to give yourself the love that you seek and then you'll yeah. be able to share the love from from outward. And it's something that is extraordinarily powerful. And what else did I want to ask Coach Ray? Man, there's so many because, dude, you've you, basically you're touching me in all the fields right now, like really means a lot <laughs> to me. You. It really does. It really does. But for for those out there um, and I'm really I'm really asking sometimes, is it possible to have and again this is you can totally like school me on this one can we dream too big can we dream too far can we dream too high what do you think <laughs> that <laughs> that's uh that's the one that i'm really being challenged on every single day uh because i'm labeled as a dreamer i always was okay so it's never too big for me my wife is uh, more of we'll say a realist right and I'm so thankful for her uh, in my life because I think you can never dream too big or too far enough, but, you know, you cannot uh, cheat the process or cut corners either, right? Things cannot happen uh, necessarily too quickly. There's a certain uh, storm that you have to go through uh, to get up and be bigger and then go further, right? So that's how I can put it. But uh, yes, I have all these crazy ideas I want to act on right away. And I believe that taking action is very important and having that goal is very important. But the strategy and the why behind it and always tying it to what actually makes you happy. Why are you doing this? Going through that process, challenging yourself. This will um, make you maybe a little bit more humble so that you can find the right path to ultimately uh, chop away towards your goals and your dreams. So just to kind of recap it quickly, I say dream big, but uh, at the same time, uh, be smart about it. So, yeah. My man. Um, I'm not going to keep too long, but I had this one final question, you know, uh, because for me, it's all about, you know, bringing it back to what makes you, you. And how I wanted to put it is, um, you know, when you want something so much, but I believe that you have to put in the work. There's no going around. There's something that you just said. And sometimes, you know, we will go through this because I'm all about, you know what? You, it's going to suck before it gets better. You put it in the best way possible through the vlog that you posted on YouTube. I'm definitely going to look up to it. And, you know, it's going to suck as a business owner. We have to close down. Some people lost their jobs. You know, kids can't go to their, to their sports practices. What I'm bringing back to is that, okay, maybe, just maybe, you know, I'm very philosophical that way this turmoil that you're going through can serve as a stepping stone or a point of reference or something that someone can lean on as in you to be their force, their guiding force, you know, to do mm -hmm. better. Cause sometimes people always need that one person who understands us. Do you believe that we unfortunately, yes, have to go through that difficulty, that struggle, that challenge, that trauma, if you will, to be, you know, be able to use it and maybe just maybe, 
help someone else? You know what? I, I do. I, I think it's not even necessarily a negative thing. It's all about perception. Uh, the more you look at life, the more you learn about life and about yourself, the more you understand that these struggles, uh, it's, it's cyclical, right? When it goes great, it's going to go bad. But that moment is meant to make you better. You know, it depends on how you approach it. I'll tell you something just uh, really quickly. Uh, when I was in, in Colorado, in my last years of, of college over there, um, I transferred from uh, Mississippi and uh, we were basically going through our winter conditioning. So it's just morning workouts at like 5 a.m. And I remember it was my first week there and we were running and all of a sudden, I became blind. I could not see anything. And I oh, passed wow. out. I passed out. Literally. I woke up in a different room. And uh, I was freaked out. For about a month and a half, they didn't know what I had. You know, I had heart a monitors. Month? Yeah, a month and a half. I went through a bunch of different tests. Uh, they had heart monitors on me. I was going, I was freaking out because I was in, in, in great health. I was young. I was like, why is this happening to me? What's, what's wrong, right? But as I was going through this process, I knew that every day I had to complete the workout sessions anyways because I was new on this program. And as I said, if you don't produce, then you're gone, you know? It's just a difficult. So obviously listening to your body, but pushing for about a month. I, I was getting dizzy every day, but I was pushing and then finally, they found out I was anemic, okay? Because I grew up in Montreal, which is an island. I was in Mississippi, which is flat. Where I was in Cameroon is flat. And in Colorado, I was high up in the mountains. So wow. my, my brain wasn't just getting enough of oxygen. That's all it was, you know? So they changed my nutrition, and I was good. But then I found out that, wow, for, for a month and a half, I developed this mindset that, I don't know if I'm going to pass out or not today. I hope it won't happen, but I have to find a way, you know, and I don't know how I got through these workouts, but I did. And I know it made me different from that moment on. I truly understood that if I'm meant to be here, I'm going to be here. So you need to have a certain trust in yourself and in the process when, when you're faced with difficulty you can see difficulty for what it is. Difficulty will not defeat you if you keep striving and you know about what you're trying to accomplish and you have a plan of action for it and you persist long enough. I believe ultimately, most of the times you win. And this is how we should see this time right now, where it's just another cycle that the people who have the right mindset and who keep working and who keep believing themselves will get through even stronger. And it doesn't matter what other uh, thing is going to come out. Uh, those people will keep becoming stronger and better and better and better. Wow. Wow. I can't, there's, there's nothing more to add. There's nothing. Okay. We can just end the podcast right there. <laughs> I get all giddy, but 
It really means a lot. What you just said there means so much because we don't know why certain things happen to us, but if we can find it within us to, it's not even about positivity, to find that strength, courage, and resilience that's going to push us forward like you did, like you said, you know, just going through something, it must have been a month and a half, not knowing what you have. Are you going to pass out again? Are you going to croak? Are you just going to just have to be pack it up and go home? But no, you push through. And you know what? The, you know, the, the dawn also rises. The sun also rises. You know, it's, it's just going to be a storm. Like you said, good days, bad days. It's cyclical. And, it you know, fortunately, you're still with us. And I can't thank you enough for this amazing, amazing exchange culture. Right? Really, it's, um, I, ju- I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you. And again, first interaction, you know, I've been meaning to have you on the podcast for a while. Sorry it took so long. But no I really want to celebrate you for everything you're doing because uh, your roster, your team, the parents, and every person who's, you know, fortunate enough to, you know, interact with you and to benefit from your wonderful being is definitely someone who's richer for it. And I just want to celebrate you and honor you for that. And I really want to thank you for this exchange. Hey, thank you so much. And I, and I can tell you, as I said before, that we're all human. And a lot of times I see the content you put out and it just uh, builds that fire, fire inside me to just keep going as much as possible. And uh, I strongly encourage everyone uh, to celebrate you also. And I want to thank you for everything you're, you're go- doing. Definitely. Running tradition on the podcast as the final word. First of all, of course, fl- plugging the interweb, shameless plugging. Where can the listeners connect with you, Coach Ray? Yeah, sure. So they can uh, visit um, xc10sportsleadership.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, to learn about our, prog- uh, our program, uh, reach out to me. I'll be glad to definitely uh, meet them. Or else, whenever we get out of this pandemic, they're welcome to go visit us at the XC10 Center in La Salle, uh, 7814A Boulevard Champlain. I'm there and uh, I'll be glad to welcome you guys and uh, tell you what we're about and learn more about you also. No problem. I'll definitely link up all the proper web links and the addresses in the, in the blog post. And as the final word, I'd like to open up the floor to the guest and just, you know, just open it up, you know, a quote, uh, a, a, a passage from a favorite book, a song, uh, basic anything that anyone can use as a stepping stone to take that next step towards the next level. Or what can we leave the listeners with? Wow, that's a good one. Huh? There's so many of them. Uh, I'll, I'll be, give a big shout out to my uh, college strength coach. He used to have us repeat something every day. Uh, he said, I will attack each day with enthusiasm unknown to mankind. That's what I would uh, tell you guys. Wow. One more time for the back. I will attack each day with enthusiasm unknown to mankind. That is, that just jolted me right there. Wow. Wow. Man, thank you so much for this time. Coach Ranger Noctanye. Guys, amazing individual. But guys, xc10sportsleadership.com. Find him on Instagram. Please make sure you follow and like and show your support. It's definitely such an honor to be able to connect with such an amazing energy. Guys, as always, Awaken the Awesome. Thank you so much for following this journey. Thank you so much for, you know, still supporting us. We always appreciate all the wonderful content and all the wonderful comments. Uh, the support is invaluable, so I really do appreciate it. Be sure to check us out always on iTunes and uh, on the Google Podcast of the world or always on, the, also check us out by email, awakentheawesome at gmail. Guys, as always, another episode of the Awaken the Awesome Podcast in the can. Have a great evening. Stay safe. Stay blessed. And as always, do stay awesome. This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome Podcast. 
We always love to get your feedback, so please do drop us a line via Instagram, Facebook, or email. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Do visit our official website at awakentheawesome.ca, where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and incredible guests. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review, as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and spreading the word to more awesome listeners like you. We always appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.